and go live. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Groovy Podcast. Um, I am Ken Cousin, podcasting from Marlboro, Connecticut, and as always, I am joined by... I am Baruch Sadagurski, podcasting today from London, United Kingdom, and this is episode 65. Right. Um, and season, that's season, season two, episode fifteen. Yeah. When do we finish season two? Did we decide that? I don't know. Maybe maybe we can do it after this episode. <laughs> or do you think we should go to the end of the year? Uh, we can go to the end of the year as well. Maybe a calendar year thing. I don't know. I mean, we're just making it up anyway. What are you doing in London? Um, I'm here for DevRelCon, Developer Relations Conference. Uh, and I'm super excited about this conference. I guess one of my most uh, exciting conferences throughout the year because that's the conference when I actually come to learn much more than to work. That's, that's a bold statement. I mean, you go to an awful lot of conferences and this is one you really like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it's different because it's about what my profession is is opposite to you know, the, the, the rest of them when I, well, I, I enjoy all of them tremendously, but this is, this is really special. Oh, wonderful. Were you there? At, I think the O'Reilly had a software architecture conference there last week. Yeah, last week it was uh, O'Reilly Software Architecture and Velocity. I was at Velocity. Well, they're collocated, so it's kind of the same, but yeah. Oh, that's why people get them mixed up. Yeah, I, I know a few people at SACon, you know, Neil Ford and, and, uh, a few others are there, you know, no fluff speakers. Yeah, Neil Ford, I think if I remember correctly, is the, is the conference chair. Yes. Co-chair, at least. Yeah. Now, next week, is it next week? Are you going to DevOx in Belgium, right? I think it's next week. I'm not going. I'm, um, I'm going on vacation. That's why I suggested um, uh, finishing the, the season now. But, uh, yeah, uh, are you going to Velocity to... No. To DevOps, Belgium? I haven't been to any of the DevOps conferences. I, I think about it every year, but I just haven't uh, pulled the trigger. You know, I'm, I've been cutting back on my travel. I haven't been doing a whole lot, but I ought to think about it. I know, of course, to segue into something we probably should be talking about, uh, apparently on the 15th, I think, uh, Graham Roche will be talking about Micronaut. And, of course, that brings up the, the first of – I don't have them – First in the order in the release notes, but the biggest event, of course, since our last podcast is that Micronaut is now officially 1.0 GA. Yeah, and those are obviously great news. And, and uh, I think uh, Micronaut now has a beautiful uh, spotlight and people are excited about, people are talking about. It gets its fair share on um, conferences. So... Just um, Oracle Code One, a Grand Rocher received the um, whatever the Groundbreaker Award, Groundbreaker yeah. Award for his work on uh, Groovy Grails and Micronaut, and actually m- mentioned Micronaut to stage. There are a couple of talks about it, and DevOps Belgium. Uh, we have uh, three talks about Micronaut as well, which is uh, not bad at all, I would say. Now we were we were both at Oracle Code One. I didn't make it to that um, the keynote where they announced where Graham got his award. Were you at that one? Yes. 
Yeah, so you, that's why you say you mentioned it a few times and, and everything. Yeah, so the idea was the idea of this Groundbreakers Award is really to award the people who shaped the uh, our industry as software software development. So I think the founder of uh, Python was there, and, yeah. and uh, um, our friend Charles Natter representing J Ruby was there, and uh, and Graham was there as and getting this award on behalf of a really groovy a community and whoever created and contributed to groovy language and uh, more to the point of Graham, obviously, Grails. Uh, and he actually wasn't, uh, he wasn't sure should we, should he kind of plug Micronaut on this stage or not. And I uh, urged him to do so. And I was really mm -hmm. glad to hear that he actually mentioned to, uh, managed to mention Micronaut in his thank you speech as really the next thing that um, he's looking uh, working at and they're on CI working at and something that excites us as a community. I put a link to the to the award page for that in the show notes. I mean, because it, it was a very big deal. Uh, so Guido Van Rossum, of course, the creator of Python was there. And Charles Nutter, you mentioned uh, Doug Cutting, co-creator of Hadoop. I didn't know him. And the fifth person was... Um, Okay, how do you pronounce it? Neha Narkidi? Yeah, I think so. And Co-founder and CTO of Apache Kafka. Yes, yes, she actually, she's Victor's boss's boss. Ah, so I mean, it was a very prestigious group of people. I, I was very uh, impressed. And, and of course, Graham deserves it as much as anybody. You know, I mean, Absolutely. You know, just a towering figure in our community, of course. Um, and and entirely typical of Graham being humble, wondering whether he should even mention Micronaut on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very normal for that. Yeah, I was sorry I missed that uh, that keynote. But uh, by the way, you know, you saw the Oracle thing where they used to, you know, this is he's a groundbreaker. It's him itself. Uh, now. Uh, my title has changed from from Oracle Dev Champion. You know, they had Oracle Developer Champions. You know what we're called now? Yeah, Groundbreaker Ambassadors. Ambassadors. Yeah, it's it's a title I'm actually embarrassed to tell people. You know. Well, I don't know. It's kind of it's 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 a little bit weird. Um, I I understand that they try to find their way in 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 being not only Java but uh, promoting other languages, especially that they use and support on on Oracle Cloud. Yeah, but I was very happy with the <sighs> title developer champion. The idea of being a groundbreaker ambassador. I don't even know what that means really. Yeah, I mean, that's that's very weird couple of words. Yeah. And I don't know how they work together. I think okay. the idea kind of whoever do something with Oracle Cloud are Oracle groundbreakers. And we are the ambassadors of, of, of Groundbreakers. It's kind of... I don't know. I mean, that's right. You were at that... Were you at that day-long meeting as well? I don't even remember. No, it was um, it was on a weekend, so... I yeah, I went to the briefing. Cause, I mean, it's my first year at this thing. So I went to the briefing, and they had really good internet access and, and, uh, <laughs> and power, you know, for the laptop. So I actually got a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> talking about the Oracle Cloud, and I'm sitting here going, okay, I mean, yeah, I'll use it once or twice. I don't know. I, I just, 
Okay, I'm 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 really not a good ambassador, I suppose. You know, and we'll see whether that lasts or not. Well, I don't know. We we aren't we shouldn't be ambassadors of 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 Oracle Cloud, right? That's what I kind of say for myself. I mean, that, the Java Champion briefing the next day, that was my first one of those, which that was actually interesting and and you know, a lot of people I I know and like were there. You know, I mean, Trisha G was there and um well, there's a whole wide range of people. Andre, Samire, and Ishel. Ishel was actually at the Groundbreaker um, Ambassador Review. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, there it was okay. You know, so I went through that. I don't know if I'll be doing it again. I only had one talk at the conference. I did a what functional programming in Groovy, Java, and Kotlin because why not, right? Yeah, because and, now you bring Kotlin with you everywhere. Well, I have no choice, but I mean, and, and even though it wasn't marketed or anything and it wasn't recorded either, they, they, we got a fair number of people, you know, it was really good, you know, and I was in the room next to Ben Katz, so I was surprised I had anybody, you know, Ben Katz. Oh, well, it, it is still a big conference. It's still yeah. a big conference, so you, so, can, you can feel the room even next to Ben And of course, the, the only sad thing I found at the conference, of course, is that at the JFrog booth, I did, did not win the JFrog espresso machine. That was, yeah. that was sad. Yeah, yeah no, I, I did my best to rig uh, this as much as possible. Unfortunately, I was scrutinized and couldn't bluntly just toss up the results. But I, well, I, no, that's, that's only fair. I get it. We should say something else about Micronaut, though. I mean, uh, we've been waiting for the 1.0 release and boy, OCI has got serious marketing chops. I have been extremely impressed with the marketing they've done around this to, to the point where now down at, um, oh, I didn't put it in the show notes, but at next year's, um, oh, what's the name of the conference? The one in Atlanta that we're, we're going. De- what's that? DevNexus, Dev right? At DevNexus, they actually announced an, uh, is it a 2GM track? Did you yeah. see that? So yeah. we were used to 2GX, you know, Groovy Grails, Griffin, Gradle Experience or whatever. And here now it's Groovy Grails and Micronaut, you know, which is really clever, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so they're going to have a track at, at Dev Nexus for that. And um, we'll see how that goes. That'll be interesting. Um, no, I'm, I'm really happy about uh, Micronaut in general because... It brings new excitement to our kind of, you know, a little bit of swamp that started to be, well, we are not sure. It's all like there, there is nothing like new and excitement. So here we go, Micronaut is super, super excited, exciting. And people are, uh, people like it. People play with it. People benchmark it with the others. There, there is action. It's good. I like it. Sure. The only problem, and not not a problem exactly, but from a groovy point of view, it's the problem is that, of course, it supports Java and Kotlin. So that it's not necessarily going to drive people into the groovy community. You know, it's not going to be, it's not the killer app necessarily that Grails was or Spock was, is, you know, or, or others. But still, I mean, it's a wonderful accomplishment. And, and, you know, I don't know whether it'll catch on or not, but by golly, they're doing everything they can to make it catch on. I did not add all the talks that Graham and Jeff Brown have been doing on Micronaut because there's just too many to even add. Uh, they're going obviously all over the world. I did add in, however, that uh, next week on the 14th, I guess it is, um, Graham is doing an online free webinar via the OCI site 
And that is an introduction to Micronauts. So all those people have been waiting to see, you know, do they really get, you know, 48 milliseconds startup and all that kind of thing. Like they really they obviously do, you know, all those things. He's going to be talking about Micronaut online for anybody who wants to see it uh, on November 14th. So I encourage you to, to sign up at the OCI site and, and attend that. Now, I, I don't think things change radically from the last couple of release candidates. So I think I've seen it, you know, and it is dazzling. I mean, it's very, very impressive how it mm -hmm. works. But if you haven't seen it, if you've been waiting, now would be a good time to take a look at that. Uh, also, I did put in a link in the show notes just to try to break out of the our, our little community, just the people we know all the time. Uh, a person by name of uh, Michael Hunger, I don't know him personally. At uh, any rate, he had written a series of blog posts on Micronaut, he called it uh, Ad Astra, whatever, or, or that was the first one. And when Micronaut went 1.0, he updated all of those blog posts. So I put the link in the show notes. It's, it's again, somebody, is it the, um, he, it's probably, hung, it's gotta be Hunger, because I think it's German. The posts were originally published in German, mm -hmm. but they've all been translated to English. It's now updated to 1.0. And I found it fascinating, I think, uh, at any rate, it just looks like it's very interesting, and, and he's done an excellent job talking about what it is, why to use it, how to get started using the CLI. In other words, they're a lot more extensive than your normal simple blog post. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's definitely uh, not like our usual suspect, right? Yeah. Because if you look at what he does, he works on uh, Neo4j and GraphQL, Kotlin yeah. and, and Spring and Kafka, Groovy is not in the least, so I guess his interest in Micronaut comes from the Kotlin perspective, which is uh, which is fine. Yeah. So at any rate, I added that. Figured that's a good idea. Um, there was also a blog post uh, on what was it called? Oops, I hit the link here. I gotta keep. You know, I probably should add links to the show notes that open in a, that new, open in a new tab. Yeah, yeah, I was planning to tell it to you for, for you. I, I keep thinking about it, but I don't use Markdown on a regular basis. I use ASCII-Doc. You know, I live on ASCII-Doc. All O'Reilly books are written on ASCII-Doc and everything. But whatever. Uh, there was a nice little blog post by, uh, I don't have, oh, it's a GitHub repository, but I'm looking for who did it. Uh, at any rate, it's about called containerizing a Micronaut application with Jib, J-I-B. Yep, yep. Right, and so is it, that was a GitHub post under, interestingly enough, a repository. It's actually, post. from what I understand, it's one of the official examples of Jib. Yeah, Google Container Tools. Yes. And have you used Jib before? I'm not even yeah, sure. So we, uh, we obviously are familiar with Jib and JFrog because... Um, Artifactory is one of the uh, one of the options for for container image uh, um, registries. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jib is a very very easy to to containerize any JVM I would say based application. Uh, okay. And uh, for obviously they're very easy to do with Maven plugin with Gradle plugin, um, and the, the examples that they have are will be stuff like pure Java application or Spring Boot and Micronaut. There are actually like three three examples, Java application, Spring Boot, and Micronaut. That's basically all. 
Well, that's really nice. So yeah. anyway, I put a link in there so you can take a look at that one uh, also. Uh, I should mention that Groovy 2.5.3 was officially released. Uh, so I put a link to the show notes there. We mentioned it last time because that was one where they fixed the problem they were having with running on Java 11. Yeah, with all and, the warnings and well, with the errors, the warnings. You still get, yeah, you still get the Gradle warnings just because until they uh, figure a workaround for the caching stuff, that's you're going to get warnings. But regardless, it was not working properly on Java 11, and now Java 11 is long-term support, and everybody's you know supposed to move to that. Uh, I'm glad to see the, all the Groovy stuff works fine on that. Everything I've been doing with Groovy 2.5.3 has worked just out of the box, exactly the way you expect it to now. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. good. Um, I don't know what the plan or the schedule is for Groovy 3, but I presume that's the, the next big thing on the horizon. And that, of course, will get rid of the warnings, and that will go to all the, the latest features and all the new syntax we've been talking about. So we'll look forward to that. I'm guessing sometime in the new year. Does that seem reasonable to you? Yeah, I think the, the target was the kind of the end of the year. So, you know, with software projects, long ones, complicated ones, probably will be pushed a little bit. But, yeah, I think it's not, like, well, like years ahead. I think, I think it's pretty soon. Well, and the only person who's actively funded to work on Groovy directly would be Paul King. Now, of course, that's the guy you want funded for it. But, and he's only part-time at OCI. Uh, also working on Grails-related topics. So, I mean, I, I get it. And, of course, that means if you know anybody or if you're interested in helping out on the project, I'm sure there are many open issues and they would welcome contributions uh, to, to get involved there. So it's it's very friendly community. Go ahead and, and take a look. No. Uh, but 2.5.3 was officially released, and that's good. And, again, the biggest change there is that it runs cleanly under Java 11 with no no problems anymore and I didn't look to see other major changes I don't remember seeing anything terribly significant if I just glance at the release notes uh, I it's funny that it, it comes out now under the Apache blog you know yes <laughs> I yes. mean it makes sense it's just it's just a reminder that it's all Apache stuff and it mostly just says that it's uh, a, a maintenance release it's 50 bug fixes and improvements and they've got various release notes I don't see anything that's uh, terribly profound. Yeah, I think the running for uh, running is um, Java 11 is the big deal. Right? Yeah, which is great. So that that was very helpful. Okay, now the other release that I saw this morning, actually, that's why I had to add it right away. Uh, our our good friend Andres Almire you know, mm-hmm. uh, announced that Griffin. G-R-I-F-F-O-N, the desktop Groovy approach or desktop framework based on Groovy, uh, released version 2.15.1. It's, it's a tiny, tiny release with one bug fix. I, I guess the, it's a good thing to see the release, but it's not much in it. No, and it's not supposed to be, but it's good to know, A, that the project is still very exactly. active, exactly. and B, that they are improving things. Um, I've got to, I keep planning to get back to Griffin, you know, to look at it, because you can, You've got all these these GUI toolkits and, and all these capabilities built into it. And, of course, the, the Griffin book at Manning is, is rather out of date, I'm afraid. 
so it's time to re-examine it. And I, I think I said that on the last time, so I should probably move on. But at any rate, uh, glad to see that's still going on. And I, I wouldn't want Andres to think we forgot about him. Mm -hmm. Very important there. Now, the other major thing that's coming, it's not quite here yet, is Gradle 5. Now, Gradle 5 did put out its first release candidate. So Gradle 5 RC1. And that has made it definitely clear that the next version of Gradle is not another in the four-dot sequence, although there may be others in the four-dot sequence. They are going gangbusters toward Gradle 5.0. And this is, this is a huge release by all yeah. means. It is, it is very, very big. Yeah, so of course the biggest thing in there that, again, it's not the thing we're going to be talking about that much, but it's, it's a fact <laughs> of life, is that there'll be a Kotlin DSL, which will go 1.0. If you look at Gradle 4.10.2, the current release, and just do a Gradle-V, it tells you that the, the Kotlin DSL is at like 1.0 release candidate 6 or something. I mean, they are really close to being finished on that. And that will be uh, 1.0 inside of Gradle 5. But they also will have Java 11 support, and they'll have uh, what do they call it? Dependency version alignment? Similar? Yeah, that's that's actually um, that's what in Maven called the bill of materials, the bomb mm. that you can actually import definition of versions into um, into your project and not uh, you know be concerned with uh, compatibility between different uh, 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 your your different dependencies. Um, obviously, it was supported in in uh, Gradle for a very long time by a couple of plugins. One from Spring, the other from uh, from Netflix OSS. Uh, mm. But uh, now it is a feature of the of the tool itself. Well, I knew that Spring Boot did it all the time because yes. Spring people have been very fond of using Maven and Parent bombs and all of that and they use bombs all the time so I knew that their plugin basically ported that capability to Gradle now part as you say it'll be a part of Gradle natively to build, build yes by the way spring boot for what it's worth also released their latest version 2.1 last week and the most important part of that from my point of view is it upgraded to hibernate 5.3 and hibernate 5.3 is the first one that runs cleanly under Java 11. See, I tried using an older project with Gradle or Spring Boot 2.0, and the place everything failed would be in the Hibernate annotations, JPA, and all of that. But I, I updated everything to 2.1, and that all works cleanly now. So I assume when Grails 4 comes out, which I believe there's going to start to be release candidates on that relatively soon, then they will build on top of the latest and then all of their issues. Of with course. Java way too. Yes. Uh, is there anything else major you wanted to mention about um, Gradle 5 or do you want to wait? Yeah, so basically all the incubating features for years in Gradle 4 like the init plugin actually got now out of incubation and there yeah. are features of the tool now. There are I think like 20 of them and uh, the Gradle uh, building build init plugin that's uh, something that I still you know have a sweet spot because it was actually something that grew out of something that I created many, many years ago. And oh. the documentation for Gradle in it actually points to my GitHub, abandoned GitHub project, which was 
kind of the inception of Gradle init uh, for uh, uh, automatically converting POMs to uh, build.gradle files. Um, they generate Gradle, Groovy DSL. I don't know if they updated it to generate Kotlin DSL. Probably they, probably they did, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I've been using the Gradle init plugin for many, many years in presentations and in training classes because it's a good way to get something to get started. And of course, as you say, it's step one in any POM conversion, in any port from uh, Maven to Gradle. I'd forgotten that that POM conversion actually, uh, that, that you were actually part of that all those years ago. Yeah, no, it, it's, still, it's still only meets Groovy DSL. Okay, so. Okay. So, but at any rate, so that's coming out of, it was always labeled as incubating. And yeah, so that's. What, what incubating at Gradle mostly means is how bad they are at getting rid of the word incubating. I mean, they've got so many things that are stable that they just never take off the word incubating on. I, I think they got really, really kind of um, badly, uh, bad experience with uh, the um, uh, Maven versus Maven publication and, and right. you know, Ant versus Ant publication when they, hurry to finalize a way they publish artifacts and and just to discover how bad it was and then they had kind of two running side by side for many years so now they are very very cautious with declaring the things actually final um, I think a, a span of a major version and this is what their incubation policy now actually makes sense whatever enters in um, Groovy 4 in, in Gradle 4 as incubating will be finalized in Gradle 5, etc. So, well, they, um, they it's good that, that, that it's available now, and uh, I mean, they're releasing it. I noticed a couple little things like now you can actually do a that it generates a dot git ignore file when you do an init there, which is good. Makes and sense. they're finally bringing back the search box on the documentation page because I, I always had to go back to Google to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, if we're going to mention Gradle, we should at least, uh, oh, the task timeouts. Oh, did you, I didn't notice that. They actually are going to have timeout duration for a task, which yep. uh, that's a good idea. You know, that's a very helpful thing. Um, I don't see anything else major, although I imagine the plug-in authoring stuff, they're going to improve, right? So we'll be talking much more about that when Gradle 5 actually comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but again, we can't talk about Gradle without mentioning, you know, uh, one of their new employees, right? Uh, Jen Strader, who has been yes. on the podcast a few times, of course, and always welcome, is the latest, as far as I know, Gradle employee. She's a developer advocate, so she's in your your field, if you will. And that's, that's interestingly enough, because I think she's the first developer advocate for, for, for Gradle, which for me, it's kind of strange because obviously Gradle always was very, very developer centric or, or developer serving a product and company who market to developers and doing it without a developer relations team was kind of a very, very strange for me without developer advocate was very strange for me and I well Eric um, you deal with um, Eric Wendelin right uh, he's he was like official developer advocate maybe well I... he's more in charge of user experience yeah yeah okay that's that's a little bit different and okay. it's funny that we are talking about it today while I'm in Devrel con because there is like all discussion of what developer relation team is and what are the roles in it 
and the, the, the developer experience and developer advocate there are different roles under the same team so um yeah and and i have to say that for me personally gradle was always like a option b um, if I thought, if I, if I had to name a company that I want to go and be a developer advocate for, um, Gradle was always, I guess, still uh, is a very, very strong option to consider. So um, I think it's a, it's a great, um, great job. I'm really, really happy for Jen. And obviously, we both um, wish her the, the best of luck and we are sure she will do great. Yeah, we definitely wish her all the best and, and hopefully Gradle will make good use of her talents as well. You know, give her an opportunity to do, to really shine there. Uh, so we'll talk, maybe we'll have her on back when Gradle 5 comes out. You know, that would seem to be a, a legitimate time there. So at any rate, that's another release that wanted to mention. I think that's all the releases that I put in there. I'm not aware of any other major, I mean, as I say, Grails is kind of starting to shift gears for the four betas, you know, where we'll see that change. But uh, other than that, I didn't see any other major announcements. Now, um, there was also, getting back to the basic news items, uh, there was a Daniel Sun, you know, the, one of the core team members uh, tweeted about a groovy handler for, uh, how do you pronounce it? It looks to me like Engine, Nginx or Nginx. Nginx, Nginx. Engine, like a car engine, and then X. Yeah, and uh, at any rate, he tweeted about uh, a blog post that they put up about a groovy handler for NGINX. Uh, so I, I put a link in there in case you happen to work with that. Do you ever, you ever work with that? Yeah, I don't yeah of, of course, we, uh, again, we have a tool which is basically a server, so we have to support stuff like mm. Apache, um, uh, Apache Proxy and HA Proxy and the nginx uh, and and i have to say that writing configurations for nginx never was fun and now it is because it's actually a groovy dsl those are it's it's super cool um it's it's uh, it has all the support of all the ids and what's not and uh, it's just uh, you know it's just another tool that embraced uh, groovy for their dsl and we welcome it because we think that Groovy is the right language to write your DSL. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah, so that was helpful. Uh, the only other thing, oh, I guess I should mention also um, Sergio Delamo, in addition to, and we'll, we'll come back to the whole Greech issue, which is wonderful, you know, that he's resurrecting the Greech conference, which yep. looked like it was only gone for about a month, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's but true. he also has been doing some presentations at OCI, uh, I think he did a Spock presentation there, and what's coming up, and I added it to the webinar, is he's got the webinar list. He's got one coming this week, I think it's Friday on uh, the 9th, acceptance testing with Jeb. Uh, I always felt like Jeb was simply just underrated, you know, at, at, at the amount of power you get, uh, it simply never really got the publicity. Uh, not as bad as GPARS. Jeepers? G-P-A-R-S, boy, was that, that never got the publicity it deserved, you know? Yeah, uh, it, it really should have been part of the language. And, and yeah. that's but at any rate, Jeb, too, I think, is really deserves more publicity. And uh, Sergio's doing a, a webinar on that, again, a free webinar on the night. So I do recommend anyone who hasn't uh, 
seen Jeb in action, he would be an excellent person to watch using it. But if you're also curious, there was a nice little, another blog post out there. Where did I put this? Uh, Michael Kutz, I suppose his name is, uh, had a GitHub repository where he had workshop materials on UI testing workshop with Jeb and Spock. And I thought it was funny that he didn't use Gradle. He used Gmaven Plus yeah. to make it all work. I remember that? That's... Yeah, that's well, I mean, but that's, that's also a segue to mention, you know, the build tool market share, which is part of what came out of that whole state of the octaverse. Uh, you saw that, right? Yes, the, yes. The, the GitHub people released a state of the octaverse report, and it talked about most popular languages and all these different things. And from what I gather, the market share ratings for Gradle versus Maven uh, still look like you know, Maven's somewhere in the 70s and Gradle has most of the rest. So it's in the 20s. Uh, mm -hmm. Then the others are real small fry, you know, that don't have a whole lot of uh, usage, SPT and, mm -hmm. and um, what's the other one? Uh, begins with a B. Um, uh, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to think about it. But uh, it's, I thought it was from Google, maybe Blaze or something. Not Blaze. Blaze. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm, I, I don't uh, have the Blaze, word right. Blaze, Blaze. Basil, yeah, Basel, right? Or yeah. Basil, Basel. I mean, if you're Swiss, Whatever. I don't know. Basel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at any rate, that one is uh, out there, but they're all very small. Uh, in other words, you know, I, I, I kind of understand that the Gradle people felt performance was a big issue for them for several years. And now that they have achieved extraordinary performance superiority over Maven, I don't even think it's close anymore. Now the focus has turned to usability and user interaction and user experience and everything as a way to break out of the, the, the smaller adoption rates and move into the larger community. And of course, this is their stated reason for adopting Kotlin as a DSL too. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see if that does it. But at any rate, um, it was interesting to see that, that the uh, UI testing workshop used Gmaven Plus, because why not? A lot of people use Maven. That'll make it easier. We'll see how Gradle grows in the future. I always liked Jeb with Spock too, and, and I just, I'm glad to see it get a little bit more publicity these days. Yeah, um, the, the thing is, I don't know, maybe we are just not aware, but is there like active development on, on Jeb? I mean, the, um, the, the latest, I just checked here real quick, the latest release is 2.2, and I wanna see when it was released and what's going on. That's so an interesting latest question. Commit, latest commit was on August 9th. Huh. So not terribly active lately. Right, yeah. and there are 32 releases, and one. the last was on August 5th. You, you do remember this is the groovy podcast, right? We're supposed to be saying nice things about these. these we things. try, we try. I really, I, I completely agree with you that Jeb is great. And, uh, you know, just for whoever is not familiar with it, with it at all, it's the browser automation for UI testing like Selenium, but with a groovy DSL on top of it, which makes it great. Um, I'm yeah, but here you just pointed out when the last commit was. Yeah. I'm sure somebody from the team, well, actually, I would think somebody from the team would now contact us, except that who knows that anybody's listening to us anyway. So maybe. Or, or what is Jeb team? 
Yeah, it would be nice to hear if anybody from the team is is active and wants to talk about it. Uh, I kind of feel partly like that about Spock. It's not that I mean Spock released 1.2 relatively recently, but they're not active on the forums or other places. I'd like to know where they've moved all those discussions. You know. Yeah, because no, but but we see we see commits, we see yeah. releases, we see stuff going on with with Spock, with Jab. Uh, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, it's not it's not that, and uh, I think uh, so. It was uh, obviously Luke Daly for a very long time ago. Uh, it was his project. He was actively uh, contributing to it, but he kind of stopped. Many well, his, his time is probably taken up by Gradle, I would think. Yes, yes, and and then uh, Mar Martin uh, Erdman took over, and uh, he's the one who actually does whatever is happening in uh, in jab but again it's not it's not very very active unfortunately well we'll see okay uh maybe we will hear something i don't know now of course the place to hear something as jen again reminded us on twitter is uh, groovy has a slack channel yep. you know and it's uh open to anyone although you do have an approval process because they do check to try to find out if you're a bot you know they do try to keep out uh, bots and trolls and things like that so i'm sure somebody could ask there on groovy slack as to what's going on so of course there's a link in the show notes in case to the sign in page if you want to uh, register for the groovy slack so it's and a good you place to definitely play. should yes now with that we should mention of course the resurrection of breach you know that that sergio delamont stepped in is it Sergio Delamo or is it Delamo Caballero? You know, I, I don't quite get the distinction. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it written it a couple ways. I mean, I know he's our friend, but still, you know. Um, any rate, he has brought back Greach, and the call for papers is currently open, and it will be open until, I think, the middle of January. But they already yes. have several people signed. The doorbuster tickets are already going fast, you know. Uh, the Groovy community really wanted this conference. It, it really was, um, you know, something that had a lot of appeal, and it was low cost, and, of course, Madrid in, in May is always a very appealing. The conference is May 27th through 29th, according to what I see there. Uh, yes, that's... Uh, yeah, that's so right. I do want to mention... No, no, I'm sorry. That was great conf. Uh, March 28th through 30. March 20, 28, yeah. 29, and 30. Yes. Yeah, March uh, 28th is a workshop day, I think, and then 29th and 30th would be the the conference proper. Any rate, so Greach is uh, linked in the show notes, and of course the link I put in was not to Greach, it was to the call for papers. But yes. you can go to the website as well and see who's already going. So ReachConf.com, obviously, yes. And, right. uh, and uh, yeah, the blog post about Greach uh, 2000, 2019 that won't gonna happen um, is is gone. It's not on the um, not on the web web page anymore. And uh, you know, it's like nothing happened. Well, it's okay, no problem. I think um, I'm sure Ivan uh, Lopez, who had been doing a lot of it before, will help out. You know, I'm sure they'll be yes, uh, yes. But this way, uh, Sergio is taking it over and and. My condolences to whatever free time Sergio was supposed to have between now and then. <laughs> yeah, know. no, but it's a it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of excitement. Of course, it's hard work, but but uh, organizing conference is is a lot of fun. 
Now, what I, what I accidentally was mentioning the dates to is the other thing that got tweeted yesterday or today was that great conf in EU, you know, the, the one that, that we love every year in Copenhagen is also uh, open for call for papers now. Uh, that is the one at the end of May. That's, that's the end of May. May. Yes. Right. Um, I, it's a, generally that's a month before, two months before great conf in the U.S. So I haven't heard anything about that yet, but it's good to see the, uh, the European one is still going uh, in Copenhagen. And of course, ha I don't know if we've mentioned it enough, Micronaut 2 has its own Micronaut Summit that will be in Chicago in April. So yep. April 15th through 17th, the call for papers for that ends next week. No, 10 days from now, November 16th. So that if you're interested in that, be sure to go and, and take a look. You know, and, so there and is a, yeah, there is a groovy or groovy related conference every every month. So yeah, and that's the first month. dedicated conference for Micronauts, so you'd be yeah. getting in right on the ground floor there. Yeah, so um, March, April, May, and then it'll probably be uh, July for for Great Country S, or at least we really hope so. Hope so. Hope so. Usually yeah. July for that, yeah, right? Yeah. So here we go. The a groovy conferences season is in sight. Okay, now one other thing I guess I should mention, uh, you're out of the country. Uh, did you put in an absentee ballot or, or not? Uh, I'm not a citizen, so I'm not allowed. Oh, you're one of those dangerous foreigners they, they warn us about? Is that the yes, idea? Yes, and I thought about voting because no one needs an ID to vote, but then I decided I want. Decided not to do that. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm actually was going to go this morning and I heard uh, that there are lines everywhere. You know, it's actually pretty crowded. My wife went over and said the lines move pretty quickly, but still. Uh, of course, I'm in a, a small, uh, tiny little town in Connecticut that, you know, that it's just not going to be that crowded, no matter, even if everybody showed up, but that the turnout is very, very high, which I think is good. And I figure I'll just head over after we finish this and, and make sure I voted. So anyone else hearing this today, of course, you're always encouraged to vote in general, just on general principles. Uh, I personally think it's particularly important this time around, um, but I suppose that's all I'll, I'll say about that. Uh, I'm just glad we're doing this today because I need a distraction today, and if I if we hit, did it tomorrow and things don't work out well, it would not be a pleasant podcast. Yeah, no, I, I bet I bet the things I bet you'll be happy by the end of the day. Uh, I'm. I'm really, I, I'm afraid to get my hopes up, you know what I mean, <laughs> because nothing has ever mattered, but I really want this to matter a lot. Yeah, no, I, I, I bet, I bet you'll be pretty happy by then. So if you're not a citizen, what are you? Are you green card? Uh, no, not even that yet. I'm on a working visa. I'm proud Israeli in the Silicon Valley for now. So they could, they could toss you out anytime they want it. Uh, no, that's not what really happens. They can Good. toss out people that come here illegally and stuff, but I'm pretty safe. I hope so. I definitely hope so. But I used yeah. to think we were a lot safer than in terms. Oh no, that's that's true. I mean, the, obviously, um, it's the. I mean, the the rules and and the laws didn't change. It's just the enforcement is much more rigid now. And one can claim that, yeah, one can claim that if the if the rules and laws are there, they are there to be enforced. But that's a whole different discussion, and yeah. we won't get to it at all. 
that's probably for the best. Uh, Jen is living in Berlin now. Yes. And uh, now that she's working for Gradle, there's actually a, a Gradle office right in Berlin. So it turns out it was incredibly convenient for her anyway. Uh, but at any rate, we'll see how things go. So let's see. We'll have to do another podcast in a few weeks, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're looking forward to these new releases coming out. And, and I'm hoping I could sit into some of that Micronaut, uh, some of the Micronaut present presentations and maybe play with it. And anything you want to mention that you've got coming up in your future? Um, yeah, so um, I'm, as I mentioned, there is DevRelCon happening tomorrow. I guess that's a little bit too late to invite people to it. And, but, but Jen, take note, uh, next year you should be in, in, in one of those. And there is one in San Francisco, one in London. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm going to, to actually vacation um, all the way to December. And we will talk, we will talk by then. And I, I think Jeff Brown is doing a big Micronaut presentation at the Rich Web Experience. You know, that, the conference in Florida yeah. as part of the No Fluff, Just Stuff conference series, who is kind enough to host our homepage. You know, uh, the No Fluff conferences end next week. I'll be in D.C. and then after that, uh, I'm not actually involved in any of the December conferences, so uh, I'll be finished for the year. That will end most of my travel, and I'm okay with that. I have a couple of things in December. I'm actually going to uh, Munich for uh, Dev, uh, DevOpsCon, and then there is um, KubeCon in Seattle, but yeah, it's almost almost done. The season is okay. And we'll also say thank you, I suppose, to um, again to Sergio for his uh, the uh, the groovy calamari, right? Uh, which most recent issue had a lot and on Micronaut in it, you know. And I expect that to continue. And I think that's everybody we were supposed to say thank you to. Are we all set? Yeah, I think we're all set. Well, hey, this is a slighter, slightly shorter podcast than normal, and maybe people will appreciate that so they'll have more time to go vote or whatever, unless they're listening to this in line, which is also fine. <laughs> okay. All take right. Care. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was, uh, that was great, and, and see you soon, and bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.